Hey there, welcome to my channel once again. We're going to get into the scriptures tonight, talking about uh, the seals of Revelation. We're actually, this is going to be part two of a series we've already covered in part one, the seals one, two, three, and four. So tonight we're going to cover seals five and six. And so what we're doing is simply going through the seals and matching them up to what Jesus said over there in Matthew 24. Uh, and what Jesus is covering are the final days uh, at the end time, um, the end of the end, so to speak. And so what, what we see, though, the, the thing that we've noticed is that you open up a seal and go look at what Jesus says, and it happens to be the same subject of what Jesus is talking about. Then you open up the second seal, and the very next thing Jesus talks about is what the second seal is talking about. Then you open up the third seal and go look at what Jesus said. And so all that's found in my last video, seals one through four. And of course, we're going to cover seals five and six this evening, <clears throat> talking about the great tribulation. And so again, we're just going to follow the seals and go look at what Jesus said. And it just opens it up to you. Now, uh, I do want to preface that. Now, that's not saying that what Jesus said was an exact one for one of the seal. Um, it is just the final culmination of the seal. For example, the seal number one was open about 2,000 years ago, as we read in 1 John, the spirit of Antichrist was released then, uh, 2,000 years ago. So Jesus doesn't talk about that, the beginning of the seal being open. He actually talks about the end, the final result of the seal being opened. And so Jesus only deals with those very final years, not the opening of the seal. But in Revelation, of course, we see the opening and we see, you know, the first four seals have the four horsemen. Um, and I explain what all those are. You can also follow along with me at my website, thomastaylorministries.org. And there's some resources and some charts there where you can you can just follow along and see some of the things that you'll you'll see in tonight's uh, episode. And by the way, thank you for those that are joining me for the first time. Welcome. Hope you uh, stick around and I believe uh, you'll learn something. And those that have joined me once again, I appreciate your continued uh, support. Those that also support me financially, I appreciate those as well. Uh, if you want to do so, you can always go to thomastaylorministries.org. Scroll down to the bottom, hit the donate link there. And I appreciate your support. It helps me do what I do and I appreciate it very, very much. And also, I have another website here. You'll see over my shoulder, the Wormwood Prophecy uh, website, and that deals with the asteroid in particular that's coming. And so I focus a lot on this asteroid. Uh, I just want people to be ready for it. I want people to realize that what the Bible says in those trumpets and in the sixth seal in Revelation chapter 8 and chapter 9, uh, chapter 6, it's dealing with the Wormwood asteroid. And so I spend a lot of time explaining the trumpets and I want people to understand that. And you can see that in some of my first videos talking about uh, the asteroid. The first three videos I made, uh, is it Apophis, which is an asteroid due to come in the year 2029. And so you can go check out those videos and just research that and, and learn what you can. But I always encourage you to please just don't believe me. Make sure you believe God's word. And I try to bring out the scriptures and, and, and uh, explain the scriptures and give you my interpretation of, of what the, the symbols are in Revelation. And uh, you can take it or leave it. Do what you like. Um, but I, I just want to present it to you. And you can pray about it and study on your own. And I encourage you to do so. So uh, this, is, this website here is wormwoodasteroid.com. Uh, you can check that out. And that deals a lot with the scientific side, the asteroid 
what what's NASA saying and what uh, uh, a lot of the uh, news industry is saying about the asteroids and and some of the things that they're doing to possibly mitigate an asteroid strike on Earth. And so it's all very interesting. And so, but here I try to marry both the scientific side and the the Bible prophecy side together, and uh, try to show you what the Bible says. And and some of my videos, I'll explain what you can do to prepare. Um, but tonight, I'm going to just cover what Scripture has to say because again, we're studying the seals of Revelation and matching on up, matching it up with what Jesus said in Matthew 24. And I believe it's a whole new uh, revelation. If you've never seen that Matthew is, is uh, Jesus is in Matthew 24 is actually giving some details about each seal in the exact same order. It's, it's really fascinating. And so uh, let's get into it. All right. So this is a chart. This is my probably my simplest chart. And uh, I've covered a little bit about this last time, but I do just want to mention this again. Uh, these are the various signs of the last days. And, you know, these, you know, a lot of the events that we're going to read about in prophecy, they've, they've happened all throughout time. But the unique thing that Jesus shows us is he gives us a particular order as well as the seals. They, the, the events that, that are opening up, that are happening, are happening in a particular order. And then Jesus goes on to explain how they're, that they're going to continue to happen and happen and happen um, from when they first opened the seal, like the first seal was opened 2,000 years ago. Uh, seals 2, 3, and 4 were opened within the last couple hundred years, I believe, anyway. And when they open, um, you know, that's not just the end of it. It opens, it happens, and, you know, we're done with that one. Then we move on to the next one. That's not how it works. When a seal opens, it, it, it is progressive, and it happens all the way until the end of which is the coming of Jesus Christ. When Jesus returns to the earth, these seals will continue to happen. And Jesus explains to him, explains to us that they happen like birth pangs. In other words, they increase in frequency and intensity. In other words, the, the, the spirit of Antichrist's power over religion was smaller when it first opened. And then as it goes closer to the end of time, the grips of the power of Antichrist over religion will be greater in frequency and intensity, and we'll see more events relating to that. And the same with the, the second seal and the third seal and the fourth and so forth. Um, and so th those are what we call labor pains, or you might know the word as contractions uh, in our modern lingo. And so uh, if you've had a baby or you know someone that has, uh, you know how that works. Uh, it's, it's light at first, but then it becomes intense the closer towards the birth and so the same is true it becomes far more intense the closer we get to the coming and the revelation of jesus christ understand the book of revelation is not about the revelation of the antichrist it's the revelation of jesus christ and so that's the story it's the story of revealing jesus christ so anyway let me go through this chart a little bit what, of course, across the top, you're going to see we have the seals, and they just happen in order. 
I do want to mention that the book of Revelation is not written in order. It actually has four different narratives. And so we get like the main narrative, which is this, which is the seals. And under the seals are the trumpets. And at the end of the trumpets are the bowls of God's wrath and Armageddon. And so that's the main narrative here of Revelation. But then there's also three additional narratives, uh, and we'll cover them in some of our other videos. But the point is that all the narratives end the same way. They end with the final three and a half years, which is the Great Tribulation. Um, and in that is the asteroid strike, by the way. But there is the Great Tribulation, and then uh, the rapture, then the, the wrath of God is poured out. And so uh, you can follow along with some of my other videos and see how all four narratives that we'll find in the book of Revelation in the same way. So this is the main narrative, though. This is uh, what I call my mini chart. And again, we have the seals across the top. And under the seals, these are the events that are going to be happening and so right now, I believe the first four seals have already opened. And so we're, the next thing we're waiting for is the events that, I, that I've listed here. Uh, the first event that I list is the temple sacrifices will cease. And so really, we could actually say before that can even happen, there has to be a temple. So that's the, the next major event I see happening is to look over there in the nation of Israel on the Temple Mount. There will come a sharing arrangement um, with uh, the Temple Mount where the, the Al-Aqsa Mosque and the Dome of the Rock will still be there on the Temple Mount right next to a third temple built by the Jews. And they're all ready to build it. And I, my research shows that they can build that thing within about a year, maybe a little over a year, but about a year. They can, And they're going to need to put it up really fast because you can imagine how much opposition they're going to have from the Muslims and the entire world. Anyway, uh, there has to be a third temple built before any of this can even happen that I'm about to talk about. So the first event after the, the uh, temple being built will be that there will be the cessation of temple sacrifices. The world government, the Antichrist, will put pressure on the Jews to stop animal sacrifices. So they must have already started. Again, that's why you need a temple to be able to start the animal sacrifices. And then, so the next event that happens after that is, an, is the Antichrist covenant with many. And you can read about that over there in Daniel chapter 20, Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. Um, and then at the midpoint of the final seven years is the great tribulation that, that begins and that lasts three and a half years. And so the great tribulation is exactly, exactly three and a half years. Um, and in that time is the abomination of desolation, which we'll cover tonight. And then after the abomination, there is the asteroid strike. I have a little asteroid there in the picture. And that happens during the sixth seal. After the asteroid strike is when Jesus returns to rapture his church. And uh, that's also when the great tribulation ends. So the great tribulation will end. Jesus returns to rapture his church. Um, and then comes... Uh, the end. It's the seventh seal, which also lines up with the seventh trumpet, which also lines up with the seven bowls of God's wrath. So the ending all lines up together. I know traditionally you say, you know, there's the seventh seal 
then comes the seven trumpets, then comes the bowls of wrath. That is incorrect. And if you if you read the uh, book of Revelation, um, you're going to get your timing all mixed up. It, it won't make any sense if you try to uh, do it in that order. So I've opened it up in such a way where you can understand it all ends at the same. In other words, the seals end at the same time the trumpets end. And the final trumpet is also the wrath of God. The final trumpet, first we're raptured, and then it ends with the wrath of God. And the wrath of God is the seven bowls of God's wrath. It's very specific of what the Bible says, that the bowls are the wrath of God. The tribulation is not the wrath of God. You won't find that anywhere in Scripture. Men made that up with no evidence. I don't believe anything a man says unless you can give me Scripture with evidence. And so I'll give you the scripture tonight, and we'll go right, you'll see it, of course. You already know it if you've read Matthew 24. It's at the end of Matthew 24, where Jesus uh, talks about at the end of his dissertation. Um, well, it ain't really a dissertation, but really his, his explanation of the prophecy um, that he comes back again, and, and his elect are taken off the earth. So you're probably familiar with that, and we'll get into that tonight. So, all right, so the first... First four seals have already been opened. Let's also look at one other chart real quick, just so you can um, be aware of really what we're covering. Um, on the left, this gray area I've already covered. So uh, that's the first four seals. And so to the far left is the first seal being opened. And the green section below it represents what's happening on the earth. So the gray section is what's heaven, happen, happening in second heaven. The green section below it is what's actually happening on the earth, the manifestation of it on the earth that we'll, we visibly have seen or will see. Um, so I've already covered the gray section and the first four seals and the manifestations on the earth. And so I'm going to be covering the, this blue section here, which is what happened. The seals are open in third heaven, which is God's throne. The fifth seal is opened and the sixth seal is open. So that's what I'm covering. And we'll see the manifestation in the green section on earth. Now, this is a lot of detail. I'm not going to try to explain this whole chart. It's too much. You can go look at it anytime you like. ThomasTaylorMinistries.org. Under the resources, you can click on the charts and graphs. Um, so, the, and it's titled The Main Narrative of Revelation. And let's go ahead and jump right into what is next on the timeline. We're covering the timeline that the seals explain to us and what Jesus explains to us in Matthew chapter 24. So the next seal that we got to cover is seal number five. And this is the seal that I believe lines up perfectly with the great tribulation, which is a time of three and a half years, which will be exactly as it sounds, great tribulation or persecution, martyrdom for Christians and the slaughter of Jews. They will be attacked. There's, I mean, you know, the Jews in the nation of Israel are surrounded 360 degrees by their enemies, Muslims. And so they will be attacked. So let me go ahead and read uh, Revelation. Let's start with what Revelation says is the fifth seal opening. That'll be in Revelation chapter 6, verse 9, 10, and 11. I'll read out of the New American Standard. It says, When the Lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they maintained. And they cried out with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, 
holy and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? So their blood was slain. Their blood was shed because they were slain. They were martyred for their faith. These are people that went to heaven. Okay, these are God's people. In other words, they're Christians that died for their faith. And they're crying out to God, how long until you take vengeance on those that shed our blood? Verse 11 says, and there was given to each of them a white robe, and they were told that they should rest for a little while longer. Okay, so we're, we're talking about the final three and a half years. That's the little while longer. And it says, until the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who were to be killed, even as they had been, would be completed also. So this happens after the third temple is built. So the temple, again, is the next major event on the horizon. And the Antichrist will start the Great Tribulation in attacking Jews first, I believe, and then Christians as well with intense persecution. And I, I believe he'll even have a hatred for certain Muslims which rise up in opposition to the world government. And I believe um, you, can, you can see that there's, there's a group of, of probably Muslims that are fleeing from the Antichrist at the same time. They flee into North Africa and the Antichrist pursues them. And you can read about that in uh, Ezekiel. Uh, I believe it's chapters 37, 38, 39, somewhere in there. I think that's probably Muslims. Nonetheless, um, understand that the Great Tribulation is a specific amount of time. You can read in Revelation 13, 5, it's 42 months, because that's the amount of time that the Antichrist will rule. Daniel 12, 7 says it's times time and a half a time. And that's the amount of time that the Antichrist is given, in, in particular the world government, is given to shatter the power of the holy people. Revelation 11.2 says it's 42 months that the Gentiles will be treading down the holy city, which is Jerusalem. In Daniel 7.25, it says the Antichrist will blaspheme God and destroy God's people for time, times, and half a time. Again, that's three and one half years or 42 months. These are 30-day um, months, not the months that we have in our Gregorian calendar. These are Jewish months, which are, which are exactly 30 days. And so that's, that's the amount of time that the Great Tribulation takes place. This is important to note uh, as we go for, for, forward in our study. Now, the next thing we want to look at is the very next verse that we, we left off on um, when we look at Jesus' commentary on the end times. And so if you remember where we, we left off last time in Matthew 24, we were talking about uh, verse 7. It says, For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and in various places there will, be, there will be famines and earthquakes. And Jesus then says these are merely the beginning of birth pangs. And so the very, that implies the very next thing he's going to say are the birth pangs. So what he just covered was the beginning. But what he's about to say is the end of the birth pangs is what, I, is what I'm trying to say. And so we're, we're coming to the end. Well, I think that that matches up perfectly with what he says here in verse 9, the final three and a half years is the Great Tribulation. And, and that's what verse 9 is talking about. I believe verse 9 is the verse that signals the Great Tribulation, the final three and a half years, the final 42 months. 
And so let's read it. It says, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. Now, who's he talking about? Well, let's keep reading. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Jews. See, people will tell you that Matthew 24 is talking all about Jews. But Jews are not in Jesus Christ. Jews are not born again. Jews are not Christians. Jews are not saved. They're not in his name. Christians are. So don't let anybody confuse you. This is talking about Christians. Jesus is talking to Christians in this particular verse because we are the ones in Jesus. I know pre-trib teaches everybody will be gone by this point. That's false. Right here it says, you'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Note also that he's talking about all nations. It doesn't say all Muslims, all nations. I mean, we know the Muslims already hate, hate Christians and hate Jews. We will be hated by all nations. In other words, I believe world government is what this is referring to. All nations, world, in other words, the United Nations. So it's... it's um, it's, it's not talking about Jews only, as most people teach. That is totally incorrect. When it talks about his namesake, it's clear it's only talking about Christians for his namesake. Only Christians are in his name. And I will also point out, going back to the beginning of this prophecy Jesus gives us, there was no rapture. Nothing was mentioned of a rapture. You can challenge any pre-trib person and ask them, okay, show me the scripture that says that there's a pre-trib rapture. They don't have one. They never have. They never will. I can show you definitively tonight the scripture towards the end of my teaching. At the end of Matthew 24 here, the, the, this prophecy, Jesus tells us exactly that he's going to come and gather his elect from the earth. That's the rapture. Very clear. But you won't find anyone prior to this, any scripture prior to this, mentioning a rapture because there is none. There was none. We'll be right here during this time. So again, this is the Great Tribulation. And uh, my theory is that the Great Tribulation begins at the time that this is just a theory now. I'll, I don't mind telling you. This is just my guessing. But I think that when the public is made aware of an asteroid coming, that's when all hell breaks loose. Hell on earth. <laughs> and, and people will lose their minds. So my theory is that the Great Tribulation begins at the time when there's a public announcement that an asteroid is coming to strike the earth. And it, as you can imagine... Everybody will lose their minds. <laughs> um, and that will be the Wormwood asteroid. Now, I, I believe that the asteroid is going to be terribly devastating. But I believe it's also very likely that the announcement to the world that the asteroid is coming is going to be as devastating as the asteroid strike itself. People will go crazy. We, we, you know, we just came out of COVID. You saw what the crazy stuff people did. People would kill each other over not wearing a mask. The, then the BLM riots. 
just absolute mayhem, burning cities. Well, multiply that times a thousand or so, maybe a hundred. I mean, I'm using hyperbole here. I, I, I don't know. But I, I imagine you can imagine, you can guess that it's, it's going to be bad when all the world hears there's an asteroid coming to strike the Earth. Um, and so I think that this could possibly coincide with the beginning of the Great Tribulation. Because it's, it's, a, it's the time where world government can now grasp everything and, and take over now that they have a, an excuse to take over. The nations of the world will freely give up their sovereignty just so they can mitigate this crisis that's coming. You'll hear a lot about sustainability and uh, working together to mitigate the crisis and things like that. So, but you can imagine when, when the world hears, hears of an asteroid strike, um, they will be thrown into immediate chaos overnight. The world will change. It'll make COVID look like nothing. COVID like a, is like a dry run, possibly because some might already know about the asteroid coming. I mean, they can see asteroids coming for sometimes decades in advance. So it, it's very possible that some might already know I mean, there are people already getting ready for an asteroid strike, or, well, let's say it this way. They're getting bunkers ready. They're not, of course, telling anybody about an asteroid strike. But there's some very, very rich people getting bunkers ready right now. Um, and if you're paying attention, you can see some of the, the things working uh, in the world to, for the world to take over. You, you know, the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset. Um, you know, economic policy is being, being put into place. Ba basically, world communism, world socialism is being put into place because you're going to need that iron fist to keep things under control, to control the population, to make them do what you want them to do to, you know, avert the crisis and so forth or mitigate the crisis. And you can imagine people will do some really crazy things um, people that you might think are totally normal, totally sane, will do crazy things when they become so afraid, um, you know, like the Bible talks about, for fear of things coming, that they see coming. That's an interesting phrase that Jesus uses, for fear of things that they see coming. So it's something that they can see is going to happen. It's in the future, but they can still see it happening. That's interesting. They can see it coming. Uh, to me, of course, that's clear language talking about an asteroid coming. Take it as you will. But then we're just going to keep reading Matthew and, and see what Jesus' commentary is. And again, I think this perfectly matches up with seal number five. He's just explaining the final culmination of the fifth seal. Again, this is the Great Tribulation. What's going to happen during the Great Tribulation? Verse 10 says, And at that time, many will fall away. Well, you can imagine an asteroid strike coming. All kinds of things are going to happen. Many will fall away and will, and will betray one another and hate one another. We saw that during BLM. The hatred rise up. And it's only going to get worse, unfortunately. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many because lawlessness is increased. Most people's love will grow cold. So the first thing he mentions here is apostasy. In other words, there will be a great falling away from the faith. 
Just like Paul says over there in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, let no one in any way deceive you, for it will be it will not come, the coming of the Lord, that is, will not come unless there's an apostasy first, a falling away from Christianity first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. So that's what, what Jesus is talking about here. I might also add, all you got to do is match up Paul's writings in Thessalonians with Matthew 24. Paul is basically mimicking the very words of Jesus when he talks about the coming of the Lord. Almost the same words. But that's another study. I have that on my website, thomastellerministries.org. You can look under resources, the end time prophecy. There's one under there. <clears throat> excuse me. There's one under there matching Matthew 24 with Thessalonians. And you can see that Paul is basically using the same language that Jesus used in Matthew 24 to explain that the coming of the Lord and the rapture are the exact same event. Look it up for yourself. Anyway, back to Matthew 24, verse, verses 10 through 12. So we see Jesus talks about an apostasy will come, a falling away. I mean, you can imagine people are afraid uh, people will lose faith in God. They'll uh, they'll do all kinds of crazy stuff. There will be betrayals. In other words, even in families, will betray one another. Uh, Jesus talks about that. A father will betray son. Son will betray father. Mother will betray daughter-in-law, and so forth. In families, they'll betray one another. People in churches will betray one another. It'll be like like the Gestapo in the days of Nazi Germany. Well, where you have to betray one another so they won't come after you. You're afraid for yourself. You're so afraid that they'll come after you because you're not getting in order. You're not getting in line behind the world government, falling in line, doing whatever they tell you to do to, to prepare. And those dissidents like me who oppose world government, well, you know, they're going to rat guys like me out. People that might be my own family, my own church. And like you, if you stand in opposition to the Antichrist and world government. And let me tell you, you better do so. You don't want to take that mark of the beast because your eternity depends on it. Eternity in a lake of fire or eternity with God. You got to make the choice in the harshest of times to oppose the Antichrist and world government. It'll be challenging. That's why it's called a tribulation. It's a trial. It's another word for tribulation. It's a trial. It's a test. Will you do it? Will you hold fast to the end? That's what the Bible says. You have to hold fast to the end to be saved. You can't betray your faith. But there is coming an apostasy. People will betray one another, even churches and family members. Then will come false prophets. Because of the coming asteroid, many false prophets will hop on, you know, YouTube and on the airwaves and on TVs and, you know, Roku and wherever you, <laughs> Internet. And uh, they're going to tell you, hey, they're going to tell you all kinds of deceptions and lies. We saw that during COVID. The news media just is, is like almost 100% pure lies. They want you to believe whatever they want you to believe, which is the opposite of the truth. But the problem is we're going to see this coming from people claiming to be Christians, False prophets, in other words, that the asteroid's going to come then. Just read Matthew 24. The, the asteroid comes then the elect are taken off the earth. We'll read it tonight. i got to keep going to get there. My time is passing fast. Acts chapter 2, verse 19 and through 21 says this. 
He says, I will grant wonders in the sky above and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. That's the asteroid. It's right there in Acts chapter 2. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. So the asteroids first, then the great and glorious day of the Lord's coming comes. It starts with the rapture and then he pours out his wrath. And, this, and I'm going to keep, just read the next verse. And there should be everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. When? During the great and glorious day of the Lord. After the asteroid, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's Acts chapter 2. You can read it yourself. Asteroid comes, then you can call on the Lord. I mean, if we're raptured before the asteroid, there's no one to call on the name of the Lord. You're already saved. You're already gone. All right, next thing we're going to read about in Matthew 24, he talks about lawlessness being increased. Again, if an asteroid is coming, people will think, you know, there's no consequences now to, to anything. I can do anything and get away with it because the police will be too busy. That means everybody's debt will mean nothing. Nobody will pay their credit card anymore. You know, banks are probably going to collapse. Monetary units must collapse to implement the mark of the beast is my theory. The dollar, the yen, the euro, worthless when the asteroid announcement of the asteroid comes. People don't want to pay their credit card bills. They don't want to pay any of their bills. They don't want to pay their, their mortgages. I mean, we're all going to die. What does it matter? <laughs> At least that's the mentality that many will have. And so markets will collapse worldwide. I believe banks will collapse worldwide. And nations may even collapse. Currencies will collapse. I think that has to happen for there to be a mark of the beast. And so there's already being set into place a digital currency. We don't know what it is yet, but you already know, of course, you can't buy or sell without receiving the mark, right? You have to have the mark on your, your head or on your right hand. That's all coming. And it just makes sense to me that that happens at the announcement of the asteroid. Everything collapses. And, uh, I mean, that, again, I think this this is probably the signal of the Great Tribulation, or at least the, one of the major reasons for the Great Tribulation, which puts the Antichrist into power for 42 months, and that allows him to, you know, shatter the power of God's people for 42 months or three and a half years. So you can imagine there's going to be no consequences for committing crime any longer, so some will think I can just go rob and kill, steal, whatever. No one's going to stop me. The police are just too busy handling all the craziness. You remember the BLM riots, burning cities? The police, you know, there's a point at which the police can't handle but so much. As long as there's order, police can do their jobs. But in a very short while, things just get a little bit crazy, just a little crazy, and it's too much for the police. There's just not enough of them, not enough police. We saw that. If you remember during the BLM thing, there was dozens of people running into retail stores and stealing stuff. Police are standing outside the door just a few feet away. Just a group of policemen are just watching it, and they're doing nothing. Because they're, you know, they're busy doing guarding something else, you know. Um, there's just not enough police to keep order. Be ready for personal defense when things get out of order and you can't call the police. 911 means nothing. 
You got to think about that. Put your faith in God first and foremost, but also be prepared naturally. All right. So after the great tribulation has begun, something else happens called the abomination of desolation. And so that's the next major event. It happens during the great tribulation. And this is where the, the Antichrist will desecrate the third Jewish temple and try to slaughter every single Jew, probably every Jew in Israel, and try to wipe out genocide, basically a repeat of Nazi Germany. He'll try to kill every Jew. And so this happens sometime in the Great Tribulation. And uh, we don't know, I don't know exactly when. Most people say it's the middle of Daniel's 70th week. Um, I don't, I can't disagree with that, but I don't necessarily agree with that. It doesn't have to be the exact middle, I'll say that. What it does have to be is 1,290 days after the sacrifices cease. And we don't know when that happens either. So the sacrifices can cease before Daniel's 70th week, before the final seven years. Or they can cease sometime into it. All that I know is there has to be 1,290 days left after the sacrifices cease for the abomination to begin. And that's where there will be a number of days or weeks or months or maybe even years where the abomination carries on to, the, to slaughter the Jews, particularly in Israel, but it might be worldwide. So again, we have world government that hates Israel. They're very anti-Semitic now, the United Nations right now. And so uh, it might not just be in Israel. It could be worldwide. It could be like the days of, of uh, Esther, where they went out of decree that everybody has to go kill all the Jews. Remember that? Well, that's kind of going to happen again. Bible prophecy is like that. And uh, often there's a double fulfillment of something. So the Great Tribulation started in Matthew 24, verse 9. We're now down to uh, verse 15, when it starts talking about the abomination of desolation. So that implies there might be some time there between the beginning of the Great Tribulation and when the abomination takes place. And so um, not until we get all the way down to verse 15 do we see the abomination of desolation. And let's just go ahead and read it. Matthew 24, 15 says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand, and let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. So this will happen at the Jewish temple in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount. And it seems to be the very same, same thing that Paul was talking about over there in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4 where it talks about the Antichrist will exalt himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God. This is not a pagan temple. It's not the Dome of the Rock. This is the temple of God, which means there must be a third temple. And he will try to display himself as being God, the most blasphemous thing that a man can do. And he will... He will desecrate the temple and slaughter the Jews who will oppose him for doing so. And the Christians will oppose him for doing so. And so he will be at all-out war with both Jews and Christians 
Um, and of course, at that point, everybody will know that's the guy, that's the Antichrist. Then let's go on down, and there's more detail. I'm not going to read the detail about the abomination. We're going to drop down to verse 20, but we're still on the fifth seal. Okay? So the fifth seal covers, you know, verses 9 all the way down to where we're at now. We're down to verses 20, 21, talking about the abomination. Jesus warns the Jews. He says in verse 20, but pray that your flight be not in the winter. Notice he says, pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. This is important. I'll come back to it. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Now, this phrase here, great tribulation, is not actually the great tribulation. It is talking about an association with the abomination of desolation. Right after the abomination of, of desolation is a time of great tribulation. But I don't think it is the great tribulation. As I've already given, given you the scriptures, the great tribulation lasts exactly three and one half years or 42 months or times time, times, and a half a time. But notice Jesus says that you can pray about this event that happens right after the abomination. You can pray that it not be in winter. You can pray that it's not going to be on the Sabbath day where you'll flee from the, the Antichrist and the world government. So that makes me believe that it is a particular period of time of extreme persecution against the Jews and Christians. Um, but it can be changed based on prayer. The Great Tribulation time cannot be changed based on prayer. You can't pray that it be moved or changed. But he says here, this time right after the abomination, the time where you're fleeing from the Antichrist, can be adjusted by prayer. Pray that it's not in winter. Pray that it's not on the Sabbath day. So that tells me it can be changed. It can be moved somewhat. So that's why I, I always teach that this particular phrase, the great, the great Tribulation, is not talking about the Great, great Tribulation in uh, this verse, Matthew uh, 24, 20 and 21. Um, it's just talking about a particular time where the Jews are fleeing right after the abomination. All right, let's just keep going here. We're going to read... Revelation chapter 6, verse 12. We're going to go to the next one, the sixth seal. So that was all the fifth seal. Let's get into the sixth seal and that asteroid that I always like to uh, warn people about. We're reading Revelation chapter 6, verse 12. Obviously, the sixth seal is after the fifth seal. And uh, we're going to read the same order in Matthew 24, right after that abomination. We're just going to read the next few verses, and it turns out to be the asteroid. But I digress. Let's go back to Revelation 20, uh, Revelation chapter 6, verse 12. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal. What is the sixth seal? Lo, there was a great earthquake. Well, that's what happens when an asteroid hits the earth. But it'll be so great that it'll, it'll quake probably the, the whole planet. Not a localized earthquake that we know of, a, a 7.0 on the Richter scale. No, this one will shake the planet. And the sun, at least that's my theory. That's just theory. I, th I think it'll be so great that, that people will feel it. 
all around the world. The sun became black as sackcloth of hair. Well, that's exactly what you would expect when an asteroid strikes. The sun will become black because of all the soot being thrown into the air because of the asteroid ejecta and, and all the stuff that comes with an asteroid. Just study asteroids and it brings on a nuclear winter where the skies turn dark. There's no plant life growing, no more photosynthesis, no more food being grown. Cave dark for weeks or months. So the, the sun will become black at first. Black as the sackcloth of hair. So that's pitch black. The moon will become blood. So eventually it'll start to clear up a little bit and the moon will look reddish like blood. The stars of heaven fell into the earth. So that's the description of what it looks like when, it, when an asteroid strikes. And it's just not going to be a single body. It seems to be several smaller bodies associated as well with the, the larger body of the asteroid. Stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree cast out or cast her untimely figs. You can, when a fig tree is shaken, that's what it's talking about. When she is shaken of a mighty wind, you can imagine shaking a fig tree violently and all the figs, fig trees, the figs, I'm sorry, fall to the earth. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their places. So you can imagine wherever the, the, the asteroid strikes, it'll level that entire area. Now, what we're doing is matching up with what did Jesus say in Matthew 24? Did Jesus say anything about an asteroid strike? Let's check it out. The very next verses after the abomination section. Let's drop down to verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, which, what days? Again, it's those days right after the abomination where there's extreme persecution by the Antichrist and the world government against Jews and Christians. The tribulation of those days, not talking about the great tribulation of three and a half years it's the tribulation immediately after it says right here immediately after use the word immediately that's important immediately after tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened that's what we just read in revelation matches perfectly and the moon shall not give her light the moon will be turned to red it says in revelation same thing the stars shall fall from heaven. Same thing it said in Revelation. The powers of the heaven will be shaken. Same thing it said in Revelation. Like the fig tree, remember? All right. So let's go back and look at everything in order. We're looking at the timeline. You know, what's happened, what's where we are, and what's going to happen. I believe we're in the fourth seal. The next seal is the fifth seal, which is the great tribulation to come. And so let's... let's Go back to the order. I believe the first thing we can look for is, of course, the, the Jewish temple being built and sacrifices will begin. Then the sacrifices will eventually cease and the Great Tribulation will begin. Great Tribulation is the final three and a half years. Then Jesus comes at the end of that. Anyway, the Great Tribulation begins. The abomination will begin. 
1,290 days whenever the sacrifices cease, 1,290 days later is when the abomination of desolation takes place, where there will be great slaughter of Jews around the world and Christians. Then great persecution after the abomination, tribulation of those days, as we are, we are reading right here. So all of that that I've just covered is the fifth seal. Then right here, verse 29, the asteroid, the sixth seal. Let's read the next verse, Matthew 24, verse 30. And then shall appear, then shall appear. So I'm actually reading the seventh seal, and I believe the seventh trumpet. Then shall appear. I mean, it's in order. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Jesus is not mentioned anywhere prior to showing up. He's not coming back again until this point. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Right after the asteroid. Right after the sixth seal is the seventh seal, which I believe is the rapture. The seventh seal the seventh trumpet, the last trumpet, as Paul describes it in 1 Corinthians 15. Then let's read the next verse, verse 31. And he, Jesus, shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to another. That's the rapture. You won't see that mentioned. It, it, Jesus, why didn't you mention that uh, the rapture earlier? Why would you mention this, but not mention the rapture, Jesus? You, you must have missed it. No, Jesus didn't. Of course, he didn't miss it. I'm being facetious here. This is the rapture. He's gathering his elect, his people, from the earth before he pours out his wrath. Jesus comes at after the sixth seal, during the seventh seal, during the seventh trumpet, the last trumpet, now, we don't know the day, we don't know the hour, we don't know how long afterwards. It could be days, weeks, or months afterwards. We do know that there are six trumpets, and after the asteroid, one of the trumpets lasts five months. So that's something to keep in mind. He can't come during the fifth trumpet, or the sixth trumpet. He comes at the seventh trumpet, the last trump. So if the asteroid comes and there's still five months left before the sixth trumpet and the seventh trumpet. So I think after the asteroid, we'll be here for at least five months. And then sometime after that, we don't know the day or hour, Jesus comes. And so the rapture, you can find in 1 Corinthians 15, and I'll go ahead and read that out of, uh, starting in verse 51. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the last trumpet, well, the trumpet will sound. 
and the dead in Christ will be raised imper imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable must put on imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality. So, at the last trump, for the last trump will sound. So that matches perfectly with what Jesus tells us. You, you can read about the trumpet sound right there in Matthew 24. Also in Thessalonians, as Paul describes it, there's a trumpet sound. There's, and, uh, there's, there's the angels being gathering us uh, in, in Matthew 24. It's all the same event. All right, let's finish up this video. Let's go through the, the timeline from Matthew 24 and what we've also covered in Revelation. The first seal talks about Antichrist power over religion. There will be false Christ and false Christianity, just like Jesus said as well. The second seal, Antichrist power over government. In other words, communism's spread worldwide, racial divide, um, and, and there will be ultimately a communistic world government or a Marxist world government. And then the third seal is the spirit of Antichrist power over economics, our, our world markets, currencies, are built on greed and fear, and they will fail. The markets will fail, and it will cause famine. The fourth seal, the Antichrist power over nature, is how I summarize it, which includes, you know, COVID. I believe we're, we're in the fourth seal now. It includes all and pandemics. It includes all kinds of things related to nature, like hurricanes and earthquakes and, and typhoons and pandemics and natural disasters and mudslides and so forth and so on. Anything related to nature, the beast of the earth can be the microscopic beast. That's the fourth seal. We're just going in order. That's exactly what Jesus said as well. The fifth is the great tribulation or the fifth seal. They shall afflict you and kill you. And that's the last three and a half years. Part of the fifth seal is also the abomination. I'm just reading some events in order here. Uh, this is not the sixth seal, but it is under the fifth seal. The abomination takes place where the temple is defiled and the Jews are massacred. The next event after the abomination will be the asteroid immediately after the tribulation of those days. Immediately, says Jesus. The days will be shortened because the asteroid comes immediately after the tribulation of those days. The days will be shortened. So there's an asteroid impact. The wormwood asteroid strikes. It'll darken the sun. Uh, and the moon will eventually look like red, reddish blood color, and then will come the final great return of our Lord Jesus Christ, the second coming of Jesus Christ, which starts with a resurrection of the dead and a rapture and ends with the wrath of God being poured out. And so the final thing to ask is, are you ready? Are you ready for the end? The only way to be ready is to not fear death. Because God's people will die. Jews will die. People will die. It says um, a third of the earth will die. Two-thirds of the Jews will die. The only way to prepare, really, is to be ready spiritually. Don't take the mark of the beast. Don't take 666 or any anything like that on your head or on your on your hand. Be ready spiritually, you know, be ready naturally. Try to do what you can to prepare for any natural disaster. But make sure your soul is ready for eternity by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus, repenting of your sins, 
and giving him your entire life. Let him be Lord of your life. And he will come in and make you new, forgiving all your sins, washing you clean. Go find a good church that teaches the truth of God's word, that explains scripture by scripture, not just makes you feel good and has a great children's program. <laughs> find someone that teaches scripture line upon line, the truth, and doesn't hold back and water down anything. Get water baptized. Get filled with the Spirit of God. That's the way you're going to be ready. That's the way to not fear death. All right, well, I thank you for joining me this time. Um, I still have another video to run after this. I'm going to give you part three of this series. And so stick around and get ready for that coming in the, in the next maybe two weeks, two to three weeks. All right, thanks for joining me. God bless.